Welcome to another episode of the Delayed Gratification Podcast, where we talk about building wealth over time. Listen, today is going to be on fire. I got my buddy straight out of the north, the king of the north, is here today. Good morning, young man. My What's man, up, What's going on, brother? How are you, man? I'm not the king, man. People keep saying king, but I'm... I'm not a king, but you I'm got to well, say king with a K A N G. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I try to stay humble, man. But you know, tell us who you are, man. Um, well, the name is Welby Aselli. Uh Instagram is at my best one nine seven. So it's A T M Y B E S T one nine seven. Um, I'm from New York. Um, born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens, live in Long Island, and um, Long, Island, in Long Island where the boys got money at though. Uh, that's what the ten thousand square foot houses are. Well, I, I mean, my house ain't ten thousand square feet, so I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to get to those guys, you know. But you know, I'm doing good, man. Thank God. No, you're doing great. Listen, man, you you're such an inspiration, and I want to talk about, man. We got a lot to talk about today. Let's do it. But I, I want to talk about this journey of real estate. Yeah. Like, like you, you talk more about the business of real estate. You show us how to do it. So, how did you get there? When did you start? In real estate, my, my first real estate deal was in 2004. Official deal in real estate was in 2004. That was in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Really? Yeah. I you started my, in Georgia? I started in Georgia. I mean, I never lived in Georgia, <laughs> but I'm I, like I said, I live in New, I'm from New York, but my first real estate deal, especially back at that time, you know, everybody was moving to Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta became the mecca of black and brown people. Yes. So everybody was going there. So, um... I decided to go to Atlanta and start buying some real estate, and I bought my first four-unit building in Atlanta, Georgia. What made you? What What made you? Who Who did you have here? What brought you to Atlanta? Well, what it is is that once again, like I said, I, you know, Atlanta became the mecca, and everybody was going to Atlanta. So I had uh, one of my very good friends moved to Atlanta. A lot of my friends eventually moved out here, but one of my good friends moved here, and he kept telling me, him and his wife, hey, you should come out here, come and look, come and look. And um, I was dibbling, dabbling about wanting to do real estate, but um, um, I was procrastinating, I was BSing, I was talking a lot of shit. Not, we could, we'll talk about that. <laughs> and then one day in 2004, uh, uh, no, two, late 2003, going into 2004, I finally, around Thanksgiving, I flew out here, and um, I spent time looking for a property during, I said, I'm not going back to New York without a property. And myself, I came, my twin brother came with me and then uh, we eventually left with a property under contract. Each of us had our own properties under contract. It's almost 20 years ago. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. The yeah. time go by fast. Yeah. And you want to know, we'll talk about that, but <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, so you, what were you doing at that time, though, like, because you hadn't got into real estate, so what were you doing? Well, if, if I could back up a little bit, right, so maybe people understand how I, what, what influenced me in real estate. So I grew up in the projects in Brooklyn, right? So um, um, I'm one of five siblings. I have a twin brother as well, but I'm one of five siblings. We grew up in the projects on the third floor, and it was 11 of us in the apartment at its peak. It was 11 of us, right? 11 so people? 11 people living in the apartment at, at the peak, um, my parents, I'm first generation Haitian American, right? So my parents, my parents, uh, uh, are from Haiti, but they came to America to give birth to us so that we could be Americans and then sent us back to Haiti. So for my first four years, I was living in Haiti. I don't remember this, but I know that's what happened. That's how I learned. And I picked up the language. So Creole was my first language that I learned to speak. Right. So then when we eventually came back, this is when my parents was, you know, busting their tail to get us a place to stay. We moved somewhere in East New York, but the property burned down mm. and then we moved to the projects. Okay. So at that time, my parents was extremely overly protective. So we weren't allowed to do anything, go anywhere. We weren't allowed to roam the streets or anything like that. And the only thing that we could do was ride our bikes in the cul-de-sac mm. of the project. So How we could far do was that from where we had the event? In Brooklyn? Yes. Um, I mean, what, I'd say with, because it's traffic, I'm going to say at least a half hour. Okay. At least you, a half you. hour. Okay. Um, so now... My godfather used to come to Brooklyn to come and see me and my brothers and my, because that was my mother's cousin. And he was always dressed very nice. Mm. Always came to the projects with a nice car. Very nice looking, attractive man. And he would also have me and my brothers and me alone come visit him in Long Island. So pay attention why this is all important with what we're going to talk about. When he would take me to Long Island, me and my brothers to Long Island, now we're in the suburbs. Mm. We didn't experience this in the projects. So now imagine this. My godfather would tell us, get the hell out the house. I, don't, I won't see you guys till tonight and just let us run free. Then we would each have bikes. And what blew my mind 
was that I was allowed to ride my bike in the street. I was allowed to ride my bike around the corner. So you don't think fast forwarding 20 years later how much that influenced me. I didn't mm-hmm. think about that. So during so you no know, by that point we moved out of the projects, moved to Queens. So from moving out of the projects to Queens, that was our come up. So when we bought a house, uh, uh, we was buying a house. My parents was telling us that the people that we're buying a house from is uh, their children is a famous singer. Mm. So that's all they kept saying is a famous singer. And of course, as kids, we're thinking, what do my parents know about singers? <laughs> what ends up happening when my parents officially was clear that they were purchasing the house, we had to go meet the sellers to, to introduce um, us to the sellers of who's buying the house. We have to put our suits on and everything, walked into the house. As we're talking to the sellers, the sellers say, hey, my son is here from tour. I want to introduce you guys to him. The person comes down the stairs. Who's coming down the stairs? DMC from Run DMC. Are you serious? So it wasn't a singer. It was a rapper. So this is when they were at the pinnacle of their career. So we bought the house from Run DMC. This is still our childhood home today. So when people ask from the at my best 197 where the 197 comes from, I grew up on 197th Street and Hollis Avenue in Queens, New York. So I always, with everything I attempt to do, I always try to be at my best and then to pay homage to Hollis, Queens and the street, the street that I grew up on is I added the 197. So that's how the at my best 197 came. Man, so we've been friends for a minute and I never knew that. A lot of people don't know. You a don't talk of, about that. Listen, I don't talk about a lot of things. That I and, and we can talk on it with our childhood because I know we was talking about mental health and stuff like that, yes. which I think would be important. So uh, I, I experienced a lot coming up. I I, I was born cross-eyed. Um, well, not born cross-eyed. We could talk. I was I was cross-eyed as a child, being teased. Um, we weren't wealthy, you know. So all of those things influenced me to wanting to do better for my life. So now at that point, I became a security guard. So now I went to high school. I was How old school. were you? I'll be, uh, I became a security guard, I think sometime around 19 or 20. Okay. Because I went to school to be a lawyer. Mm. So I went to John Jay College because anybody that's from the Caribbeans, especially the Caribbeans of my culture, if you're not a doctor, a lawyer, an attorney, an accountant, something of a, a label, you're a bum. Mm. So you watch me on Instagram. I'm aggressive with my talk. I could debate with the best of them. So <laughs> I said I'm going to be an attorney. So when I graduated high school... And I went to college. I'm in the school, going, you know, going through the process. And I started dating an, a graduate student. So now here I am. I was 19, and this this lady was 25 years old, 24, 25, and she was a graduate student, being an attorney. In our conversations, I started asking her about money and how much money she projected to make, and all the stuff with the debt. And when she told me how much money she was gonna make, then she told me the reality of what most attorneys attorneys do. I wasn't happy with it. I stopped going to school. When I went to stop going to school, I'm, I'm back home. I, I, I'm at home. And my parents is like, you can't just be in the house doing nothing. You got to do something. But they let you come back home. Well, I mean, I never left home, but I came home without going back to school. Gotcha. And they were like, you got to do something. You can't just not do anything. So I don't have any experience. I don't have a degree. I don't have anything. I'm trying to figure it out. And then I landed a job being a security guard. Not only I was a security guard, I was a on bike patrol security guard. I was all of maybe 130, 140 pounds. So in, I don't know. In New York? In New York. So I don't know what the hell I was securing, but that was my first job. And then um, from there, um, I was always a hustler. I was always grinding, always hustling, just trying to figure things out. And I always was big on doing the right thing and always treating people right. I've always been like that. Then I got blessed with an opportunity in the security job to start working at a nursing home doing security. So from doing that, I befriended a bunch of people. They always saw I was a young man trying, trying, and, trying and working and pushing. And then one day, this Caucasian lady, I never forgot, just had a regular conversation with me. She says, do you have your, um, your, your resume? I said, no, what, what is that? And she says, you know, I'm going to do something special for you. I'm going to write you up a resume because you need that. So she cre- created me a resume and also put it on that special paper to, for a resume. Like a lot of these young people don't understand what we're talking about, right? <laughs> and gave me the resume. How, how ironic. And watch how God works. The very next day, an, another older woman, I consider her like a grandmother to me, said to me, would you ever want to work for one of these utility companies in, the com- in, in, in New York? I said, yeah. She says, I need a resume. 
If you have the a next day. The very next day, and it was 12 o'clock, I'll never forget it, and she needed it by 3 o'clock. So she says, I get choked up thinking about it, bro. So she says it to me, and what happens? I pulled up the drawer, and I gave her the resume. I already printed out. I already typed up. Listen, I got the opportunity. I got in. The day I got the opportunity, I was 23 years old, and I said, I'm going to be okay. I get choked up thinking about it. It's just, I, it's my, my, my history was nuts. I said, I'm going to be okay. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how far I could take it, but I know that if I leverage this situation, mm -hmm. I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So I worked there for a number of years. At the utility company. Yeah. So now what ends up happening, we're talking about real estate. Fast forward real estate. How long between the utility company and 2003? Uh, um, 99. Okay. And I bought my first in 2000. So four years later. Nine, roughly about that. Four or five years later. Yes. Wow. Now what happened was when I wanted to do real estate at that time, I wasn't doing real estate because I had the passion to say I wanted to do real estate. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something. I knew that, yes, you'll make good income. You're doing all right. But I knew that. I don't know what it is. I just knew that it was not going to be enough to live live the life that I wanted. And I'm not talking about life of luxury. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to live with my back against the wall. So um, I would do a lot of talking, a whole lot of shit. So everything that's going on today, all right, 2022, 2023, all the stuff that these people are doing today is nothing new. It's just repeat. Yes. So I was watching Carlton Sheets mm -hmm. late at night. I was watching all these, oh, HGTV started popping. Yeah. All of these channels started popping. They started making real estate. They started selling me the lifestyle, supposedly, of real estate. And everybody was doing real estate. Yes. Everybody was getting their real estate license. Everybody was doing, so I got caught up with that. I want to do real estate. So I figured that I read a handful of books. I started learning certain acronyms, ARV, ROI, DTI. I thought because I understood or I heard the acronyms and I could explain, I could um, repeat what they stood for, I thought that I was the man. So I would constantly be talking about real estate and talking a whole lot of crap. And I sounded more, I sounded more convincing than what I was actually doing in real life. I was broke. One day I had an elder person that I was working with. Mm -hmm. He was in behind somewhere in the background while I'm just talking a bunch of crap to my coworkers. And I heard him in the background say, man, I could curse. Hey, man. He says, bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> when I turned around, he embarrassed me. But because I got a lot of respect for him, I didn't turn back at him and get at him. Yeah. So. But why did he say that? Because I was just, I was talking a whole lot of shit. I knew you were sitting there talking. And wasn't doing nothing. Mm. So then I turned to him. I shut up. Right. A little bit later, I went over to him. Uh, 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 Roger Paul. Never forget his name. Roger Paul. And uh, I said to him, damn, Raj, why, why would you speak to me like that, man? He says, you want me to tell you the truth? I said, yeah. He says, I hear you talk, 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 talk. Mm. You look the part, but you ain't doing shit. Yo, when are you going to actually do it? Oh, he had already peeped you. Long time. I looked at him like, that's my man. That day, I said, yo, I'm, I'm going to do it. You know what? No, he was your man because he, he was probably the first person that made you get out and go do it. That day. We need some Roger Pauls in that's our That's right. So that day, I said, I'm going to do it. I made my mind up. I said to my, my friend, Mike and his wife, Alicia, they live out here. And I said, I'm going to come out. Can I spend the Thanksgiving weekend with y'all? Oh, excuse me, the week with y'all. Gotcha. Me and my twin brother went. We flew out there. When I flew out there, I said, I'm not coming back home without me getting a property on the contract. I hope the audience is going to pay attention to what I'm saying to you because I need you to understand that this is what a lot of the people are doing today, fucking it up from the beginning. Mm. So I came out here. I got introduced to a realtor. The realtor uh, was claiming to me, you know, uh, um, was um, representing to me information about real estate, about the properties out here. So I'm a wet behind the ears young man, depending on somebody that's supposed to be of authority, who's a realtor licensed and I'm thinking that this person is going to look for my best interest mm. she's going to make sure that I put myself in the best position possible to win not only that here I am coming from New York I'm making New York money coming to the south so yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy this one property when I buy whatever property I'm going to buy I'm going to come back and keep buying more we're going to build a relationship okay 
So we start looking at different properties. Mind you, this is only a window of about seven days. I'm to, what I'm telling you what happened. So she starts showing me properties, showing me properties. And finally, we landed at on a four-unit property in Stone Mountain, Georgia, in Pine Lake, Georgia. 4624 <laughs> Dahlia Drive. Diaz and David, A-H-L-I-A Drive. Hey, right? Pine Lake, Georgia, we're going to come back to that. <laughs> okay, so when I bought the pro when I'm gonna buy the property, the property was listed for two hundred twenty thousand dollars. Four units. Four unit building. So remember, I said to you, I'm thinking because I understood acronyms, I thought I understood the game. Mm -hmm. So for all you new investors, when you coming out here, and y'all thinking that these people out here give a damn about you, they looking at you like an opportunity, because that's what happened to me. So the lady said to me, what I wanted to hear. Not that she was telling me the facts. So she told me the property is worth 220. Excuse me, it's selling for 220. That you need to put a 10%. And mind you, the, 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 the mortgage lender too. I went through her for the mortgage lender. Mm -hmm. So I had to go through all of them. Her system. So it's all her cool. They're all in cahoots together. Mm -hmm. I gave up $10,000. And then they told me this is non-refundable if you don't do the deal. Which I didn't realize was illegal. So anybody that's putting down payments and somebody's telling you it's non-refundable, it's illegal. I didn't know. Why do you say it's illegal? Because of the manner of how it was done. Okay. It wasn't that if, if, if we put a down payment and then I renege on the deal and there's not a legitimate clear reasoning as to why, gotcha. then that's then, then, then you could keep the money or you that it's not refundable. But if for whatever reason that I'm going through and purchasing the property and I can't purchase it with good faith, that I got denied on a mortgage or whatever it is, that you have to give me my money back. Gotcha. But the way it was presented to me at the time, I was young, I couldn't get the money. I would not get my money back, which meant now they they would win regardless if I backed out or I'd have to do the deal because I don't want to lose my money. Mm -hmm. So now, we, at that time, they were doing the subprime mortgages. So subprime mortgages is when they, they were given, as long as you had a pulse, you were alive, they were giving you a mortgage. Yeah. So I didn't have to put, well, I did put the 10% to hold the property, but I did get it back. They did what they call 106% financing. 100% of the purchase price at an 80-20, right? Mm -hmm. So 80% 80, 80 of the loan was the lower rate, at the, and the lower rate was at a 9%. So you people that are crying about these 7%, 6% interest <laughs> rates, you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. Because at that time, the 9% was a steal. Yeah. The 20% loan of, to make the 400% was at a 12.8% percent interest rate mm -hmm. and then the six percent which was for the closing course got rolled into the entire loan so i bought the property at two hundred and twenty thousand. no money down though no money down no money out of your pocket let me not say no money down no Correct. money out of your pocket no money out of my pocket okay. but the most important thing that i had as an asset was my credit because mm -hmm. my credit was a seven and some change so i bought the property i got the property she okay so let's talk the numbers now because this is why people like stress with you guys the numbers are important you make your money on the buy so now understand when I bought the property, I didn't know why I was buying it. I bought it because it was being presented to me as X, Y, Z. So the, 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 the um, realtor told me that the property was worth 220. So at 220, the mortgage lender, how much would my mortgage be? Well, uh, your mortgage is going to be roughly around $1,800, right? Interest only. Then I asked her, what do you think? You're going to laugh because you know this area. How much do you think I could get the, each apartment rented out for? Oh, you're going to get at least $1,000 per. Per unit? Per unit. Back in 2003, Pine Lake. Okay. <laughs> so you understand where I'm going at yeah, with you, right? More like six fifty. You understand? Yeah. So I projected $4,000 in gross income subtracted by the $1,800, mm -hmm. subtracted by what I'm going to pay the, 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 um, the property, uh, management. property management. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be netting, let's just be nice, $1,500 a month. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm lit. I'm good. The day I closed on the property, she introduced me to the contractor now. So now I got a contract. So it needed to be renovated. And it needed to be renovated. So I hired, she hires me a contractor or introduced me to contractors. I picked one. They all know that I'm not from New York. Excuse me. They all know I'm not from Atlanta. Yeah. I'm from New York. So what do you think they do? They tell me what I want to hear, how I want to hear it, and what's the price going to be. So I, hit, I spent the money. I said, I'll be back in about a month. How long do you think it's going to take to fix this place? Ah, oh, it's going to take about a month. Okay, so I'll be back in about a month and a half. I go back to New York thinking I'm a big boss man. Everybody keep talking about being bosses. Yeah. Right? 
I'm thinking I'm a boss man because I bought the property. I thought that I won because I got qualified and I was able to purchase the property. Why I tell people you don't, you're not, you didn't win because you was able to buy the property. That's just the beginning. That's the easy part. Got to exit. That's it. So paid the contractor. Let's just, I can't remember fully, but let's just round it off to $20,000. Mm-hmm. Just roughly. I come back a month and a half later, open up the doors. Absolutely nothing was done. Call up the contractor. Here I am from out of state talking tough. Yo, bro, you said you were going to X, Y. The guy bucks at me heavy too and says, yo, you know that you're not from over here, right? <laughs> you know that you have to go back on that plane, right? So it humbled me real quick. Fast forward, I eventually got the place done, but I didn't get it done correctly. I didn't get it done clean. I didn't get it done nicely. The best I was able to get the place rented out for per apartment was $500 a month. Yeah, that's, you know what? No, that's that's why I said six fifty. but that was Pine Lake. And, and Pine Lake was that short city in between Stone Mountain yes. and Latonia where yes. they had a bunch of problems. It was that one street okay. where they were stopping uh, people like to make money. Like it was horrible. The street might have been five miles long. Pine Lake. Who was stopping? The police. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. It was all on the news and everything. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because when you go into Pine Lake, early two thousand. I didn't know that. When you're in Pine Lake, it was nice inside there. Yeah. So, um, anyways, when you figure out now, the best I could do is two thousand. My mortgage is eighteen hundred. Mm-hmm. I got to pay the con- the, the um, property manager ten percent was two hundred. The property manager was making more money than me. I was in the red every yeah. month because you hadn't paid taxes or insurance. So now. Fast forward, right? Um, I did what everybody's been doing today. The birth strategy. Yes. It's time to refinance. I got to get myself out of this loan. I got to um, 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 reduce the interest rate payments and everything. What people don't understand with the birth strategy, the only way the birth strategy works is with equity. Correct. If you have no equity, you can't do the birth. But at that time, we was in the wild, wild west. So I was able to still get a refinance on the property that had no equity. So I refinanced the property from 220 to 240. Imagine that. At that time, closing costs was an additional $20,000. They were they were racking up. The mortgage payment did not go down. The only thing I was able to do is get out of the interest only payment, and now it got even worse. The payment went up. Tenants aren't paying at times. I have to carry, I have to manage the property and everything. Now I'm dying. Now I'm dying. So now here I am in fear. That I bought a property, my credit was a seven and some change, a property that hasn't been doing anything for me. I'm living in New York trying to maintain a property that ain't doing anything for me. What do you think starts happening now, bro? Missing that payment. Start missing those payments. Yeah. Tenants aren't paying. The bank starts sending letters to the property. They don't send it to your home. They send tenant, it to the property. The see that, and they say your property is potentially going to go to foreclosure, which gave them an excuse to not, to not pay the rent. Yeah. Yeah. So now, every month, I'm, try- I'm fighting for my life trying to maintain a payment on a property that's doing absolutely nothing for me. Go fast forward. I had to say to myself, my story is long, so I keep saying fast forward. I had to say, I had to make a decision. It's either me or the property because I'm dying. Yeah. My bank account went to zero. My credit score, so I stopped making payments on the property. My credit score went from a 700 to a five and, five and some change. None of the people were paying any rent. I owed Chase Bank the 240 on the property, I would Bank of America, I would Capital One because I was doing what everybody was saying was doing. Get lines of credit. So I'm fighting for my life. I had to make a decision on saying it's either going to be me, this property, and this money, or this money. I had to let it all go. Yeah, take care of yourself. It was one of the worst feelings in the world, bro. I felt like a failure. Mm. I lost everything. I got a letter on the mail. So for everybody, the property that I bought for 220, refinanced for 240, mm-hmm. sold at auction, for $60,000. Because that was, when it sold, it was probably right before, what, 2008, 2000? Right around that point is when it sold. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Especially here. Yeah. It was, it was those areas, Stone Mountain, you know, West End, yes. you know, it was it was pretty yes. bad. So bad. I got, I lost everything. My credit was destroyed. I lost the property. I got wiped out mm-hmm. and had to hightail it back up, up, up north. Did Roger Paul know about that? Everybody knew eventually that I ended up losing. Everybody knew. But that story is just, in, is just a conglomerate of multiple stories that happened to me within my journey in this real estate business to serious? be where I'm at today. I got wiped out in this business 
three times to zero. There's nothing nobody in this industry could talk to me about about the grind. Why did you keep going after time one? To after come time back two, to after time three. Like what made you keep going? I wanted better for myself. I don't want to say that I believed in the real estate. Okay. I wanted better for myself. All right. And mind you now, I'm working. I'm making decent money. You still at the Correct. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm making decent money, but my back is against the wall. All right. In this country, the average, average two income home is not even, it's barely $60,000. Now? Correct. Correct. The individual is barely making 40,000 plus. Now count being in New York and you live in check to check to check. 70% of the people, I'm not even just talking our people, black and brown people are living hand to mouth. Everybody. And we're not talking about people that are just living in the projects. We're talking about people that are living in 10,000 square foot homes because I talk to these people too. They live hand to mouth. I was tired of living like that. I didn't want to live like that. And I had an attitude of, if all these other people are doing these things, why can't I do it too? So I'm trying to figure it out. So I get wiped out the first time. How well, did you get started the second time? Second time I got started, I went to work. So for y'all new, new generation that think that being employed, you're a failure, that's where they duped you in 2022, 2021, 2020, 2024. Whoever thinks that you're a failure because you got your job, they lied to you. Mm. My first, I knew before I started getting popularized, my first business partner was my job. That's why I got up every day at the time. And the time, I was, the time I'm working anywhere, I've never been late. I can't even tell you one time. What do you mean your first business partner was your job? My first business partner was my job because who else is paying you? My parents ain't got, my parents, and I love my parents. I don't have a rich, rich uncle. I wasn't going to win the lottery. The only source of income I was getting was from my job. job. So I better have the respect. Not only that, you showing the respect for your job, whatever you may be doing gives you the discipline mm. to do everything else. Because if you a bozo at your job, you're, you're going to be a bozo at your, at, at your business too. If you're a bozo at your job, that you, you know, you ever meet those people that notoriously every day go to work late? Yeah. It don't matter what it is, you're going to do the same thing in your business. So when I got wiped out, when I got wiped out and I decided to go back in, I didn't know. I just wanted to figure something out, my man. That's it. I needed to figure something out. I, we're in America, bro. We're in America. We have our issues, but we're in the best country possible that you can figure something out. So I started trying. So what I ended up doing, I tell people about the story. I was an investor in a water park in upstate New York. I owned 40% of a water park that was being built with the initial uh, financial injection of $243 million. I have all the paperwork for this. I miss the receipts, people. Go and Google it and you'll see in the Supreme Court, federal court. My partner, her name is Liliana Traficante. But how did you, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you lost everything. Yes. Went back to work. Yes. Now you're investing in the water park. Correct. But you're still at work. Correct. Okay. And how I got that, I went to work. When my job gave me opportunity to work overtime, I worked it. Mm. When they were doing seven days a week, I worked it. That's what I did. When Were you still at home with your parents? Um, or had you moved out? I was probably on the edge of about to moving out. Okay. Somewhere in that area. Probably I was sitting back and forth. Um, um, in one year or so, I was I saved up, I don't know, maybe 30000 40000 Okay. How I did that, here's a trick. We get taxes every year. Mm-hmm. So I was averaging ten, twelve thousand dollar tax returns, which means in one year I'll have twenty four thousand dollars. Yeah. Because I got it in January, and next January, which is twelve months later, I'm gonna get another twelve. I had twenty four thousand dollars, and then now I bust my ass in between and saved my money. I didn't buy a car. I didn't go out drinking. I didn't party. I just worked. Discipline. I was disciplined. Very disciplined. Delayed gratification. Yes, sir. Right. So. Um, but at, by that point, I had some money saved up and I started doing angel investing. I thought it sounded cool. So I started posting up on the grant on, on, on Craigslist when Craigslist was popping. <laughs> uh, anybody that has an investment opportunity, I got X. I didn't know I was reckless, bro. I got X amount of money because I'm trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I got reached by multiple people. I made some money. Then all of a sudden, this lady by the name of Liliana Traficante, Google her. She did five years in federal prison stealing money for myself and 23 other investors. Mm. 
introduced me with the water park situation. I put up the monies I bust my ass and I saved. I got the seal, the contract, everything legalized. And I own 40%. And I'm supposed to be a multimillionaire off of that situation. It was lit. Everything was set. Was it a real situation? 100% real. 100% real with the funding. 100%. I'm sitting down with the mayor. It's in. So it's called the water park scam was called Go Go Ocean G O O C E A N water park scam. It was a twist on Goshen, New York, upstate New York. That's how we did the twist. So I sat with the mayors. We had board meetings. It was huge. They were we, all in on it. Say again. Were they all in on the scam? A hundred? No, 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 no. They weren't in on the scam. Okay. She was the scam. What she was doing was the money was coming in. She had control of it. She was siphoning off money okay. to the tune of over $6 million. Out of the 200 million. Well, the, the, the 200 was the, was the, 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 out of the 200, you know, with real estate, you have a bridge loan mm -hmm. to bridge the, the, the larger funds to come in to make happen. So she had a lot, we had, we had the, the, the bridge monies in, she was siphoning off of that. And that's what ended up happening. Then that's a whole other story. Feds coming to my house, knocking on the door. So you gave up, so you, you saved, saved up 30, 40 grand. No, I saved up more than that. At that point, I saved up and I was saving monies in my 401k at the time. I, I was hustle So I put up 200,000 or whatever it was at the time. I can't remember off the time. Mm. So I'm hustling. But mind you, in between that, I'm also hustling in the real estate. So that, at that point, we had a gap similar to what was happening in the last year or two yes. where all you had to do was throw shit to the wall and you was making money. So on a property, I had a property, 25, I'm sorry, I keep throwing receipts out, 2551 <laughs> Hone, H-O-N as a Nancy E, Avenue or Street in Bronx, New York. I bought that property, bought it for 425, put five or 6,000 into it and flipped it for 545. Ooh. So I, I, I came up, but everything I was doing was, was pure luck. Like what happened in 2020, 2021, 2022. All these superstars, it was pure luck. It wasn't strategic. So I had the money. I was taking the money and I started dumping it, trying to figure it out. About what year was this though? Of the, the water park and everything else. I'm going to say, oh, man, I don't know, 10, 11. It's, it's okay. Somewhere around there. But I got the paperwork. I, 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 Google it. You see it. When you Google it. And you type in Go, Go Ocean Water Park Scam, and you're going to read through the federal reports, and you're going to see victim number four. That was me. Victim four. I was victim number four, okay? And I never received a dime back. She got sentenced to five years in prison, but none of us ever received a dime back. So so while you're doing this, you're working? Yes. And you're investing in real estate? Yes. Okay. And I also op uh, uh, invested in a tire shop. Okay. I was in New York? In New York. Got wiped out with that, too. I lost everything, bro. So this was lost everything time too, second time. Well, if you add a, culmina a culmination of all of those things, in, in a at one time I lost all of it. So I got wiped out, zero. So what got me back into real estate again? Sometime around 2013, 12, I saved up some more money again, hustling again. I don't do drugs. I don't sell drugs. I don't rob. I don't crypto. I worked. All right. I was doing things like going buying proper um, cars in Craigslist that need that were clean that the person was selling for, let's say two thousand. The Toyota Camry for two thousand. I'd give the person fifteen hundred, take it to a detail shop, detail it, make it look clean, spray the the the, the engine so it looks nice, and I put it back on the same Craigslist for forty five hundred. That's what my hustle I was doing. Saved up the money again. By that time, I said, you know what? I'm gonna go back to Atlanta. So I thirteen, fourteen, somewhere around that. Welcome time. back. So I'm going back to Atlanta. I'm going to flip the first property I bought. I bought as a rental because everybody's buying. It's the thing to do to buy rental. Everybody says you should make your first property a rental property. I'm not saying you're right or wrong, yeah. but we talk on that. So um, the, uh, I said, I'm going to go back to Atlanta and I'm going to buy, I'm going to start flipping properties. I knew the importance of flipping property was for me to get my weight up, get my money up. So this time I followed the process for me. I knew how much I had to buy the property for. I knew how much that put roughly I need to be at a price to purchase it and rehab it to sell at this point. Okay, I got it. I bought me a property. It was in du Duluth, 2726. <laughs> oh, man. Car no, I forgot the damn street, bro. Heritage, Heritage, 
something. I can't remember. I probably but we I, we could put it somewhere. What but took you to Duluth though? When you came back, what made you go to Duluth? Because I, I I didn't I didn't have a specific reason I went to Duluth. I had a friend of mine who's a realtor out here. Okay. And then I told him that I wanted to come back, and he started sending me properties. So when he sent me the properties, I told him I wanted to be at this price. I bought the property through him. I bought, I, I acquired the property correctly. Okay. Fast forward, where I fucked up on the contractor. How was I going to manage this contractor? I'm only mm. three hours flight away. The guy started doing the work on the property. Long story short, fast forward with this one, fucked up that too. Property gets on the market. I'm desperate to sell. It turned into a seller's market. The seller started demanding what they wanted and how much they were willing to pay, and I had to eat it. So I ended up selling the property at a $60,000 loss. But you sold it. But I sold it. Okay. I had $90,000. When I got $90,000, I flew back home. When I flew back home, I'm dry, I went to go see my parents. Now, this time, by this point, I'm, I'm, I'm living on my own. Me and my, young, my, my lady is living on our own, and uh, um, I'm responsible for the household. Mm -hmm. I'm a man. I'm responsible for this household, right? But uh, everybody played their part. She played her part, whatever, but we as men, we do what we have to do, right? She didn't know how bad it was on my end. That you had so, just lost that 60 all of that. But then us men, we, we carry this. <laughs> I was upset. She said to me, why don't you get back, back into real estate? Because you know that that's what you want to do. She said it to me. So when I came back with that $90,000, bro, mm -hmm. I came back amped up, hyped. You got 90. I got 90. I went home to my parents and see my father and my mom's. And my father was like, well, B, what happened? So he's talking to me in Creole. So I speak in Creole. BB, he's on you. It's like I'm fed. I said, everything's good. He said, <laughs> how'd the house go? You sold the house? I said, yeah, dad, but I lost 60000 but I got a $90,000 check. And he says, you're done with this, right? I said, what do you mean? You're done with this, right? I said, nah, dad, I got it. He said, what you mean? I said, dad, I know, bro, I could cry like a baby now. I know what to do, bro. I know what to do. Took that $90,000. And then I said, you know what, man? If you hear my story and you hear everything I've been describing, I said this to because I want the audience to understand the relatability. Mm -hmm. I understand where you're going. Yeah. A lot of the times, you're looking for someone else. You're looking for the Messiah. You're looking for the big homie. You're looking for uh, 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 the queen or whomever to put you on. So every time I had an opportunity to bet on myself, I never did it. I always bet on other people. I found every excuse for me not to do it and to bet on other people. So if whomever would have said to me at that time, Welby, um, give me fifty, excuse me, give me fifty thousand dollars and let's invest in this. I'm quick to give up the money. But if I had the same fifty thousand dollars, I'd find every excuse in the book for me not to spend the money. A lot of people like that. I never would bet on myself. I said, the reason why I said I got it is because I turned the corner and I said, I'm going to bet on myself this time. If anybody's going to lose this $90,000, it's going to be me. Mm. Then I befriended some people in Connecticut. Still out of state. And then a friend said, you should come out to Connecticut. Now, before I tell this story, I want people to understand it's not about Connecticut. My process works everywhere. That's what I, I want to talk about, that oh, process. Okay, so I'm going to tell you real quick. And we could talk about it in depth. I took that $90,000 and I turned that $90,000 into an eight-figure real estate portfolio. You can't tell today. me nothing. Today. Eight figures. Today. Not only that, I used the process of flipping properties with a strategy. And I took that flipping property strategy to then utilize that flipping property strategy for me to then buy me passive income properties. So you, you flip yes. to buy income. Correct. Correct. Flip correct to buy income. That's the play. It's mm. simple. It sounds simple. It's, it's it's much more. It's it's simple. That's the play. But the process isn't easy. Let's talk about the it. game that you have to. And um, from that, from that, um, me doing that, that same property that we talk about in Pine Lake, Georgia. Yeah. I went to the door and knocked on it. Did you? Listen. The same property. Hey, would you like to sell it? My my man, you understand how that felt. When I was driving through Stone Mountain and driving through the area of Pine Lake, I left there in 2008 destroyed. Yeah. 
I was a failure. I didn't have anything else. I was wiped out. And I flew back with my tail between my legs and says, you'll never see me again. And then for me to come back, knock on the door and say, hey, you interested in selling? What did they say? Nah, even if you wanted to for the price, it was my ego, to be honest with you. <laughs> I didn't want the property. It was my ego that was saying, you know what, I'm com- I'm, 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 I've, been, I've been training, I've been boxing, I'm ready to do this now. It was my ego that went there. But the, aunt, the, the person, that guy that did the property, I run circles around him today who bought the property at the time, but who that property person was with that mindset of saying, I need to buy this property at this price point for it to work is who I am today. So we could talk about that in detail. And, and, and I want to know this process, man, because listen, man, you be so hyped yeah, man. online. Yeah, man. And we see you doing it. Yeah, man. What does that process look like? I come to you, I'm a student, you got this, you have a... Uh, Amazing yeah. uh, academy. Yeah, flips the um, profits mastermind. There you go. The, be- the best, the best thing moving in this industry right now. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm the hottest dude moving out here. Get with me. I'm telling you. What made you start the academy, and then what are you teaching in the academy? All right. Um, what I'm teaching is my truth. Anything and everything I talk about in this mastermind is what I do in real life. Every detail of what I speak on and the processes is what I implement today, right now. Not what I heard, not something that sounds good to, to trigger, giving, give it, um, emotional triggering to you to then say, I want to get with that. This is my life. This is what I really do. So I poured my life into this mastermind. So when I, did, when I put this together, I said, when I, when I got on Instagram sometime around 17 or 18, mm-hmm. and I fought against doing it. Because, um, one, I'm, I'm private. So if you watch my Instagram, you rarely see me talk pr- on personal stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always rooted. My life is rooted in real estate. And I want to show people the truth of real estate and what, you, what any investor, which I know you're going to relate to, goes through. So I wanted to show the truth of my experiences in real estate. So now, what did, it, what did I have to do to, fi- to figure it out? I leveraged my employment, Right. When I did, when I leveraged my employment, I started investing. I cashed. I'm not telling other people to do this, please. <laughs> I'm not telling other people to do it. I'm telling you what I did. I said I'm gonna bet on myself. I'm gonna bank on myself. At that point, I had $140,000 in my 401k. I had a conversation with the uh, the administrators that handles that, the 401k. and they told me if I consistently contributed to this, I had to give them an additional 20 years. Remember, this is 10 years ago. I'd have had to give them an additional 20 years, and at the 20 years, I would be projected to be at X amount of money, and I would generate roughly $3,000 per month 20 years from now. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to cash out. When I cashed out, they penalized me on everything. That same money that I took, and I strategically invested 30000 of that 140 What It was less than that. Because they penalized you. Yeah. 30000 I started making $4,000 a month. How? On a, on, on, a, on a rental, rental property. Everything I mean, is real No, I'm saying you, so you took 30,000. So, so let me, let, let's talk on how, what, what, is, what, we, what I do. Okay. We constantly hear this narrative. You don't need in real, money to invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. That's what you get shoved down your throat. But then those same people that are saying you don't need money to invest in real estate is charging you money to learn the process of, inve- of, of, of supposedly investing in real estate with no money. I asked the same question, and I've spoken to thousands of people on, on, on major platforms and everything, and I asked these people, you don't need money to invest in real estate, right? How's that been working for you? The response is always the same. You need a certain level of money to invest in real estate. I don't care if you're wholesaling. I don't care if you, whatever you're doing. I wanted to flip property. So I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start investing my money to purchasing properties to flip so I could generate the income. So what I started doing when I went out to Atlanta, to Connecticut, uh, the reason why I went to Connecticut is I needed to be able to manage my property or manage my project. How far was that from you? From, from where I live in Long Island there. One, don't forget, I'm disciplined. So I wake up early so I don't have to deal with the traffic. It takes me an hour and 15 minutes. That ain't to get bad. There. Yeah. I just left Atlanta and I drove 26 miles to get here. It took me an hour and a half. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I got up. I, 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 I started investing in Connecticut with the goal of I'm going to start flipping real estate to stack up my money. Gotcha. I started When I started investing, I started to build up my team. I started off with one guy, Jeff, Luso Home Improvement. That's my guy and his father. It was just the two of us. 
two of them. And we started with one property. That's why I tell people, focus on your one deal. Stop getting caught up with people telling you you better go big or go home. 200 per unit minimums or that other crap. That don't mean they're making no money anyway. Thank you. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Most of y'all ain't making no money anyways. So I flipped my first property. I took my first property with him. It took us four months, five months to finish the property. Flipped. That's I a long time, man. Most people flip properties in like 30 days. No, they me. don't. They don't? No, they don't. That's what you're supposed to do. Most people that are flipping properties that are out here, they're flipping properties nine months in, 10 months in, they're still working on it. So it took me to six months, but it's okay. It took me to six months because I'm getting my weight normal. up. I'm being funny, bro. That's that's normal. You know what I mean? No, six not, months. not for me. Not yeah, anymore. You, you 30 days. Uh, six weeks is my average of finishing a property. So we did that. We took our time, put the best product up. Put the best product up and we sold it. Sold it, recouped my money, and I had it. Everybody got paid, contractor got paid, and I made twenty-three or twenty-six thousand dollars. Wow. Bro. For the first time. First my man, I cried like a baby. <laughs> bro, I cried like a baby, bro. Why? It worked. I said, I can yo, I'm pounding my I could do this. It's me. I could I know I can do it. I did it. The twenty-three thousand at the time might as well have been twenty-three million for me. I said, let's do it again. State stayed the course. Working with my realtor. I started running the show. I didn't depend on a realtor. I didn't depend on a mortgage lender. Mm -hmm. I didn't depend on a contractor. I ran the show. And I made it clear. This is my criteria. This is what I need. If you can't deliver me what I need, what I need, how I need it, we can't do business together. Most of the realtors don't understand the mindset of an of a, of a, of a, uh, 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 investor. They, mm -hmm. Most realtors don't. Most realtors are going to run from us because they weren't taught this way of thinking in realtor school. Yes. So the moment you make that realtor money, they got you. They, you got them because now they, you prove that it works. So that realtor, I did one. I had multiple realtors. We did that one deal. took us six months. Then I did another deal. took me four months. Then all of a sudden, now I got two deals and I'm doing two deals simultaneously. Then all of a sudden now, I'm doing three deals simultaneously. Then I went from a person that was doing one deal every nine months or so. I was averaging, even up to now, 20 to 30 flips a year. 20 to 30 flips a year with a net average, net, I only talk net, $75,000. Per. Per. So you do your own math. Yeah. I'm not with the capping. I'm not with talking like I'm better than anybody. I'm telling you my story. By the time I was all said and done, bro, not done, I already saved up over seven figures. Now it's time for me. Watch my strategy, y'all. Now it's time for me to start buying some properties and start buying like candy. So then I started trying to figure out where should I, where, where can I maximize this money to get the bank, the best bank for my buck? So for buying holes. For buying holes. Okay. So my strategy is anything that's a single family or a duplex. My strategy. I'm not telling everybody else. This is what I do. Anything that's a single or a duplex, I'm flipping. I'm only looking to keep long-term three units, four units or more. So I had seven figures stacked up. Now when I say I'm about seven, I have seven figures stacked up, now I'm going to do the same strategy I was doing with the mindset on me buying some rentals. I'm not buying your turnkey property. Mm -hmm. I have no interest in that. I want to put in the work, and I want to bring the gem out of that property. So what did I do? I find a property. My criteria is, listen, y'all, distressed and or underperforming. I look for either or, but most of my deals are both. So now when I'm looking at a distressed and or underperforming. Somebody needs some help. Somebody needs some help. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming in with FHA. I don't mean no disrespect to anybody that uses FHA. But what in our community, we get FHA shoved down our throats so much that we think that that's the only option. And with FHA, it actually blocks out a lot of opportunities for a lot of the properties that you could go for. Well, so let me let me let's stop right there with the FHA. It's a very good strategy, yes. very good strategy, but it does not work for most of the properties. If I'm living in Atlanta, I can't use the FHA in Connecticut. If you live in Connecticut, you can't use it in Cleveland. And you better be careful because if you put the wrong thing down on that FHA application and you lying, you understand. You got other problems coming. They may and be nobody, seven years from now. Nobody talks about that. No, they no, because no, it's not cute. Nobody speaks on that. Yeah, yeah. So what I did is I already understood I'm gonna put 20% down on any property that I buy. Now watch, a lot of people are gonna say, oh no, that's too much. Watch this. 
excuse me. One of the properties I give an example for, I have a four unit property. I bought the property distressed and or underperforming. The property, because it has bro- it had some broken windows, minor stuff, but because of that, you would never be qualified for an FHA loan. Yes. If you have a property that has uh, minor roof issues, broken windows, or a door lock broken, or a missing handrail, minor bullshit, you will never be able to get that mortgage. Here I am, I'm here. So the, prop- the person was selling the property at the time, it was like, let's say 190000 I knew it was worth four hundred at that time. Yes, I bought it for one twenty. Mm. At one twenty, I put twenty percent down. Twenty four thousand. Okay, so now think about this: if you would have bought it turnkey at four hundred thousand, even if you would have put it at a, as a, as an FHA, your down payment would have been roughly about what I had to put down too. Roughly, right? Yeah, three percent. Okay, yeah. so I put it down. You have to put it down anyways. So I put the 20% down, $30,000 down payment. I financed $90,000 on a four-unit building that I know that's worth $400,000. Then I have my own in-house team. So remember, I tell y'all what I did with my guys. Now I have my own in-house team. This building was in Connecticut. All of them is in Connecticut. All of my properties, except for my primary residence, everything I have is in Connecticut. But what I'm telling you works everywhere. I'm about to come to Atlanta too. I'm about to eat it up here too. Come on. The property financed $90,000. It's worth four hundred fifty thousand. So I have over three hundred fifty thousand dollars in equity. Immediately. Immediately, I put my team in and renovate the entire apartment, bro. I will show you some pictures. I'll blow your mind. You want to see some? I got some receipts. I start. I got the entire property renovated. Today, that property, the mortgage. Everybody crying about low interest rates. I've never had a interest rate in my entire career less than five point two five percent interest, ever, even with all these loans that were going at two, 3%. Yeah. So stop banking on the interest rate. Who cares about the interest rate? We talking about the deal. So that property at interest rate at 5.25%, the taxes were higher. The payment for the taxes were higher than the actual mortgage. My all in on that mortgage today, right now is $1,170 per month. Including the taxes? Everything, including the taxes, wow. insurance, everything. First floor apartment rented today, I get 1350. So I'm already making a hundred and some change. The second floor, I get $1,350. The third floor, I get $1,600. The fourth floor, I get $1,900. So on that property alone, that in the first year, I recouped all my money back, including the down payment. So today, I own a property. I maybe owe on that property about $60,000 on that property. I, the property is worth 400 and some change. Mm. That's netting me over $4,500 a month, which is 50 plus thousand dollars a year. But let me say this though right quick. So you know everybody's not going to be able to find a deal like that. Lies. Really? The deals are all over the place. But how do I find a deal that great? Okay. You want me to tell you a secret? Yeah, I want, I want to know. All right. Everybody. So anybody that think that this is some magician, magical shit, you know I get 85 to 90% of my deals? Where? Off the MLS. <laughs> that doesn't work. I get 85 to 90% of my deals off the MLS. Tell the, me how that works. Let's let's start. Let's, let's, okay. All right. Come on now. So here we go. Right? With me, um, the same way we have these phones, this right here is the most powerful, uh, um, 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 what do you want to say? Tool. Uh, tool on this planet. So while most of the people are using it to go inspire on other people's personal lives, and watching Instagram, I'm using this to find me real estate deals. Yes. So it doesn't cost you a dime. So watch this. I'm going to give you a play. Download Zillow mm-hmm. or Realtor.com or Redfin or whatever. All the information comes from the same source. All of them use. Identify the area that you want to invest in. But they have to understand the process too. Because I'm, gonna, I'm fast forward because there's a lot more to it behind the scenes. But what I do, I understand the area I want to invest in. Mm-hmm. I study the market of what I want to invest in. I understand what is it for, if we're talking about rentals, what is it that I can get on average for the rents times how many units it is to what the mortgage I need it to be for it to be profitable. That's what I do. So then now, given the fact, let's say it's Stone Mountain, Georgia. And I'm looking. I have, I've saved it in my criteria of my phone. On the free on the free app on the free app okay right and there's not a property that does not pop up I don't know about it not a property so now when you're brand new 
into this business, you don't understand, so it makes you nervous. Mm-hmm. But that's is why you practice. You don't you don't grow muscles if you're not gonna keep doing doing repetition, right? So you're gonna keep doing repetition to see your muscles go, grow. I wouldn't have known how to do this if I didn't repeatedly do it. So because of me repeatedly doing what I'm describing to you guys, I don't have to know how much I can get the apartment rented for because I already own a whole bunch in, just in that area. Mm-hmm. I set the market rates in my area. And I'm at no cap. So if I already know I could get $1,600 for a three-bedroom in my area, and now I'm looking at another property that's two blocks away, it's safe to say I'm going to be able to get $1,600. Especially with the quality of the renovation that you do. Correct. That's that's another thing they got to think about. Correct. Got to have the quality. Correct. Okay. And then don't forget, most of the properties I'm buying for, that same property is distressed and or underperforming. Underperforming, meaning that that three-bedroom apartment currently right now is being rented for $800. When you can get thirteen dollars to $1,600. I could get $1,600. So I'm already buying the property as is cash flowing already with the game plan of, oh, I'm going to be moving these tenants out of here, fixing this place up and bumping it. One of the best things that happened to me in my business is Corona, COVID-19. Thank you, COVID-19. <laughs> that don't sound right. <laughs> Listen to me. It's it's it, I lost a lot of friends. Yes, do it. Yes, but understand the flip side of it. Because of COVID nineteen, a whole lot of uh, uh, overnight gurus came up. Because of COVID nineteen, you have a whole bunch of PPP players that came up and SBA players that came up. We see where they at today. Where federal prison or wherever else that they doing. The same ones that were eating in your face and telling you, let's get to this money, but their whole base of what well, they were you're doing. you're rough, man. Listen, bro. When Let me tell you something, right? Ramon knows me personally, right? When me and Ramon talk, I'm soft-spoken, easy. When it comes to this real estate yeah. shit, bro, yeah. I don't play the bullshit, bro. I just showed you our community of black and brown people, they're projecting by 2056 or whatever it was, that the median household worth is going to be zero. Zero. We've been playing enough. So with this real estate shit, I don't play. So let me ask you this, because I know you're serious about it. Yeah. It's something that you love, I love. This is what we do every single day. Yeah. I'm new. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm at work. Yes. Or I don't have anything. Yes. Where do I start? Get a job. All right, I got a job. I okay. got a good job. You got a job? Got a get job. Work. It's the first thing I do. I'm working In hard. between that you're working, study. Okay. I cannot stress with you enough. The I wish I had a big homie. Because what I've been able to do with my mentees, the ones that are serious, because you can't take everybody with you. You hold can't on, take everybody you say, with you. you. You put a disclaimer on there. The yes. ones that are serious. Yes. What does that mean, though? Most people ain't going to do shit, even when they spend the money. Perfect example, how many people is in college debt? How many people have went to school, graduated and everything, and ain't still do shit? So what makes you think you got that attitude that because you're now starting to invest in crypto or you're investing in Toro or you're investing in real estate that you ain't going to do the same shit? Because let me tell you something. The things that people love to portray, which I'm not with, is portraying lifestyle. Listen, I live in a nice house. I have the Rolexes too. I have an exotic car. I have a Mercedes-Benz too. I don't throw that in your face because what you should be asking me is, bro, what did you do so that you could do that? Yes. Right? So most people that are coming through to learn anything, they're looking for the get rich quick. They got hit with uh, uh, of triggering emotions, generational wealth, uh, um, um, all those, those type of comments that they know is going to trigger you. And then you get the money, they, you, you pay these people, whatever it is. Ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars. I'm not against that because I got a program that I'm yes. charging. But what happens is, is that most of the people, and I tell them, you hundred people that are in here now, most of y'all ain't gonna do nothing. These people are in my in my mentorship. It's your fault though, not mine. It's not. Absolutely not. Here's the reason why. You're not supposed to put a guarantee on anything, right? Yes. All right. Watch this, yo. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. What I put you on to works. Mm. I guarantee it. You want to know why? Why? It's been tried and tested because you do the same thing. I do the same thing. But let me let me stop you right here, though. Yeah. I get into the mentorship. Yeah. What, is, what do I do that's different than anybody else? How do you make sure? I can't say make sure. Yeah. 
But give me the first three steps. What I do for me. I'm new it, now. It, Think about this. We're talking to that new person. Okay. They got the great job. They're yeah. hardworking. They're disciplined. Okay. The whole nine. I'm going to break you down to zero. Okay. I have to break you down to zero. Give me the steps right quick. The first step, the number one thing that I have to do, you keep hearing the words mindset. Yes. And because they've uh, popularized it, you, 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 you minimize the importance of it. Of mindset. Correct. My mindset shift when I say I'm going to start betting on myself. That was the shift to my mindset. From the fact, and then I had to have a real conversation with myself. And, and when I had that conversation with myself, bro, I was in the bathroom of my house and I started crying like a baby, snot coming down. I didn't let the world see it, but I said, Welby, stop, lie to everybody. Lie to Ramon, lie to everybody else, but don't lie to yourself. That's one, that's right? step one. That was step one. Two, the importance of educating yourself. So now what I did is, I one, didn't bet on myself. Two, I, I, I lightened up the importance of properly educating myself mm -hmm. so I could understand what the hell I'm doing. So I started properly. I would tell these people, align yourself up. If you're going to do it by yourself, great. Make sure you're studying. Make sure you do following the processes of whomever you're picking up and follow it to the T. Yes. The road is going to be, not going to be easy, but stick with it. Mm -hmm. The third one that I said to do, start taking action. Third thing, start taking action and keep taking action. Keep working it until it works. Because the whole process of when I finally said I'm going to bet on myself, when I fast forward to me finding my first property, it took me a year and a half at that point of me working it, pushing, running through the realtors, telling the realtors what I want. Most of them not telling me they're going to, they, most of them not returning my phone call to then not having a realtor want to work with me to me putting in my office. No, 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 no. Keep it. No, no. What the fuck? Yo, I'm going to keep it. No, no. Bam. Yes. Got one. Got one. And here's the beautiful thing, right? When you get one and it aligns up with the play, you're not gambling no more. You're not gambling no more. You know what you're doing now? You're investing. You follow the strategy of what you're doing. You're investing. Now, nothing is 100% guaranteed right. in real estate, but you put yourself in the best position possible to win. I like that. Right? Yeah. So now, do I take losses? Anybody in real estate that's supposedly investing in real estate and a supposedly a guru takes losses throughout the year. Am I lying? Hey, listen, I have, and I do. But I, I've seen people say they've never taken a loss. <laughs> I, so the play is, and a loss can be, you was projected to make 60000 And you made twenty. But you made twenty. Yeah. And a loss can be, that you made five million, mm -hmm. and then you bought another property and you lost two hundred thousand. Yeah. But you want to put yourself in the best position possible, so then by the time at the end of the year you up. So that's the reason why I'll do deals. I had one of my mentees; they're in a situation with a property. My mentees, shout out to Latoya and her husband, um, um, Kevin. They made a half a no cap. I'm so proud of them. I rolled them hard in the eleven months of 2022. They flipped 11 houses, bro. Wow. They didn't even realize that they flipped 11 houses because when you get into work, you just got your head down working. You don't realize. I didn't realize I even hit the millionaire mark because I was just working so hard. Mm -hmm. They did 11 flips in, 11, in, in, in 2022 and netted themselves a half a million dollars, y'all. That's a great year. You understand? That's a great year. They have a property that wasn't performing as well. I said, we did the numbers. I said, listen, if you sell it at this point, where are you going to be? Oh, we might lose about 10. Man, get rid of that because that 10 that you're going to lose is going to release back to you the 100,000 that you have tied into it. And the energy and, and the, the headaches. Energy. And the, yeah. But you up a half a million. So let's say you're up 490. What? That's what I'm talking about. So there's nobody that I know that's in this game that moving yeah. and they're not taking some L's let's on see. whatever level, a thief or, 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 or whatever. <laughs> Before we go, man. Yeah. How do we get into the program? How do we find you? Um, the program, if you guys go to my bio on my Instagram, because I can't remember the full name of it. If you click the, in my bio, you're going to see join the wait list. So it's called the Flips to Profits Mastermind. It's the hottest thing moving. And I say this with all due respect for anybody <laughs> else. If you're looking for somebody that truly gives a fuck about you, that's going to show up. Every time with my training, I know a lot of people, they love to do these uh, ever, evergreen type classes and they don't pop up, but it pop up once a month. That's cool for them. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to show up for my students every time. So it's a six week 
curriculum, college style curriculum training, six weeks starting at the end of, of February, every Monday and Wednesday for six consecutive weeks. Each session is an hour and a half or more. Be prepared for it to be more. An hour and a half or more. I give it to him. Yeah. Like, I've been on there. Bro, bro, y'all ain't seen nothing. This is nothing. And I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to break you guys down to zero. And I'm going to build you guys back up. Ramon is one of the people that I have come on because you were very vital component to it. Yes, and then I break it down to you guys step by step. I introduce, I break, start with your mindset. Then I start to show you how to get to the money because you need to have a funding source. Mm -hmm. I don't care if the funding source is a hard money lender, private money lender, your job, your rich uncle. You need the funding source. Mm -hmm. Then I show you then now how to build your team. And then I show you how to pimp your team and utilize your team and make your team do the job that you're paying them for. And then now you put the property back on the market and reap the rewards and do it again. And repeat. And again. So it's called the Flips to Profits Mastermind. So go to my Instagram at my best 197 and you guys could click the link in my bio. Get on the wait list. Right now I got over 1,200 people on the wait list. We haven't wow. even gotten to yet. And we're going to be handpicking each person. I don't care if you got the money or not. We're going to handpick you and we want to make sure that you align with what we're trying to do. Because in 2023, 2024, what you... Your parents, your kids, and your kids' kids have been waiting for the opportunity, the 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 um the economic shift is here. Are you ready for it? I know I am. Wow, well be. Thank you, brother. Ramon, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank First, you, I gotta say, I love and I respect you so much. I don't do this, I don't fly out, but I said, Ramon, I called him personally. I said, Ramon, you gotta put me on. So I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I love you in any way that I could ever do anything for you. Hit me. No, I appreciate right? you, brother. Thank you, brother. Listen, y'all, this has been amazing. Thank y'all for watching another episode of the Delayed Gratification Podcast. I'll see y'all on the next episode.